Did you know that Darian knows Spanish? Did you know that Clarence can't speak any Spanish? Did you know that Noah failed Latin? Good thing this podcast is in English. From the Casually Spiritual Network, this is the Momentum Pod. was so clean that was by far my best one that was good i love that intro that was good thank you i appreciate it. this is gonna be a positive episode positive uh, encouraging. Your... is that caleb <laughs> <laughs> bro get careful be careful no <laughs> no have you ever, i don't know why i'm asking you did you have you ever done their pledge drive i feel like uh, you would be the one I think I did. The once, fact you had to think I about felt like it. I kept getting bugged. <laughs> I can't tell if that was conviction or if I was annoyed. <laughs> I Yo, think I did that is a very good intro to what we're going to talk about later. <laughs> um, but uh, let me get to our intros before we get any further. If you don't know who I am, my name is Alex Hangapai. Joining me all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, my friend Darian McClendon. Good morning, Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> you know what I find interesting? <laughs> Is that okay? So pulling the curtain back, we record these at night every single time. That's the funny thing. Like you could be saying good night to that. That's segment. why I say it. It's funny. <laughs> All right. And joining me here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but in another part of town, my friend Noah Shock. Yo, what it do? All right. Okay. Okay. And down the hallway, my best friend and roommate, Grant Geisbauer. Hello there. Okay, I thought oh. we had it good last week, but now you're that, doing references. I, you know what? I think nah, that could be your thing. I approve. I no, approve you know that what one. that's from, right? That's Star oh, yeah. Wars. Okay, we yeah. all, we, I think Thank we get that. Hello there. And fans of the show may have noticed I skipped Clarence. He will not be joining us this episode. He had some obligations. He's dead. Dang. <laughs> he is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> he is, though he... As you know, in other episodes, he is in the military. Um, he is actually deployed at the time of this episode, and he dead will... Dead to me. Dead to you. That's so messed up. <laughs> you were so spiteful <laughs> to him tonight. <laughs> um, he will be deployed for the next couple months. We don't know how he's going to get recording. We're trying to work that out now. So this is the first. It should only make last two or three episodes. Um, so he has some obligations with the military that may stop him and stop this episode. Hopefully he'll be back next time, but we are so, you know what? Here's the thing. I think we're a lot more positive without Clarence as positive and joyful as he is on the show. He do be kind of bringing down the morale. Wait, that's you know true though. Dang. How are we going to blast him when he ain't here though? Noah. <laughs> that's, 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 no, hey, look, this is y'all's chance to get that boy when he can't respond. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. That old broomstick <laughs> ugly caterpillar mustache he'd be rocking noah noah tell him that joke that you told me last week about clarence <laughs> what what did i say about clarence last week i don't remember oh that joke you <laughs> know say it bro say i don't it. remember i really don't all right all right we'll hey, move on. hey <laughs> at least this way when we do a poll if somebody does a poll on instagram i'll actually be an option because there's only four of us clarence thank oh, you for that. Shoot, bro. Bro. Right in, just assuming i'm gonna be last Dang. Dang. He really do be like that. He really do be like that sometimes. And here's the thing, Noah. When he comes back next episode, you can do it like we did you on episode two, where we just roast him the whole episode for missing. (laughs) 
I'm all about that, actually. Let's do that. Please. You are actually on the same level and tier as him now. Like, you have both missed equal <laughs> amount of episodes. So he has nothing about over that you. action, boss. Is that a reference? To Marshawn. You never heard that? No. About what? that action, boss. Wait, what is that, Grant? That's Marshawn Lynch. Oh. I do not recall that. And I know all the because dank they're Lynch like movies. asking him why he won't talk to the mics. He's like, "I'm just about that action, boss." I and just thought he's eating it his was, so he wouldn't get fined. <laughs> Yo, he's in so Dang. many commercials. I'm kind of proud of him. I, is he out of the NFL now? He's like done, done now, right? Yeah, like t- yeah, last two years. That's what I thought. Um, he he's in a yeah. He just did another commercial. I forgot, but I saw it this last Sunday because football started. Ayo. Praise God. Um, uh, back. T- <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna miss Clarence on uh. Maybe never. So if you miss Clarence, well, you still have the top four of the podcast. So it's all good. Um, <laughs> but there is something I want to bring up is, Noah, it's something that sounds fancy, but in context at our school, it apparently wasn't that hard, except for you. How did you fail Latin class? You know, I actually had a funny conversation with my wife the other day just saying, if I was like at least half, like as half as responsible or mature as I am now, I would have done at least this decent in high school. I was just so lazy. Like, there was this one part where it, we started getting to, like, genders of the words, and I just completely lost it and I didn't understand it. I thought that and class was, like, worksheets. It is a bunch of worksheets, <laughs> and it's a complicated language. Like, it is complicated, but it's figure outable. I just... There was one key component that I missed and never understood it, and I got very quickly left behind, and I didn't really care enough to do anything about it. Um, but yeah, that's the one class I've I actually failed. I think. Like you could. How did you not even pull off a D? Uh, just say junior year was not my year <laughs> for school. <laughs> junior year was not the year. Junior for me. year was not your Grant- year. Period. It really wasn't. Grant, it did you really take the language class? Uh, no, so that's actually kind of funny. I still remember it was a very controversial thing. Like, Fort Smith Public Schools was like one of the last like main school districts that didn't require you to take a like a second language no, no, no. class. There were two. There were two years. There are two classes of Fort Smith that don't require language. Our class of fourteen and class of fifteen, and yeah. they said, "Wait a second, this makes no sense." And they put it back in class of twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So I only took Spanish <laughs> one with uh, Miss Tierra so in ninth funny. grade, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, this is not my thing. I'm done with this." So the only person good at learning a language was Darian. See, si. <laughs> ah, that was good. That Dude, was good. You, I like that. you like that? that you like that? And that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much everything no, no, I learned. No, in no, no, you know a little no, bit more. Know a couple of all right, all right. I know a little bit. I know something. something. <laughs> Tell us some I'm things that you like us. in Spanish. Say Dora McClendon. Um, okay, so I took, for context of what I'm about to say, I took three years of Spanish, right? <laughs> Ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. Um, got Spanish Honor Society. The only reason I took the third year is so Spanish I could get Spanish Honor, so Honor, Honor Society. Spanish Honor Society, okay? And I know one phrase from Spanish, okay? And it is this. Maestro, no puedes rayo, necesito el baño sermencia. ¿Por qué no puedo? No, porque no puedo el baño. <laughs> Grant, no, no, no. What does that mean? I, I heard baño, and that's about it. <laughs> it means back. I thought I heard pollo. <laughs> I think I did hear pollo. That's chicken, right? No, I did not say pollo. Oh, my gosh. I definitely heard pollo. <laughs> I said, teacher, I need to go to the bathroom. It's an emergency. Can I please go to the bathroom? Is that from that song Miss Tierra showed? <laughs> Yeah, so there's a song. I said I, said, I knew three yeah, years of Spanish. 
I knew th- I took three years of Spanish, but the only thing I remember is from my very first year of Spanish because we had to watch these stupid <laughs> music videos. Oh and gosh. that's the phrase that I remember. And then hey, there was another song it, that said, you? Billy La Bufanda is La Bufanda. And that means Billy the Scarf is a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Darian, it's like a, this is like a Spanish Veggie Tales. What, what was your name it's in worse. Mysterious class? Because I know like we all got to pick our Spanish Y'all name. had names? Yes, you got to like literally just pick like a random Hispanic name. And it was like, in retrospect, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I can't remember mine. I think it was Arturo. <laughs> wait, what? Like Noah's friend? Oh, wait, wait, Shout wait, wait, out wait, wait, Arturo, bareback so, Bible? Arturo. <laughs> in seventh grade, so in seventh grade, so I, I guess I actually took four years of Spanish. Seventh grade oh Spanish, gosh. it was Arturo. And then in ninth grade Spanish, it was Xavier. Xavier. My Xavier. my name was Pedro. That's a name. But there was a guy, his name was already Juan, <laughs> so he went with Princesa Juanita. i know what my name is in latin because uh it's technically like the bible is all translated into latin it's called the vulgate so like if you have a bible name there's a latin name for you mine's noe so they weren't actually calling him noah they were calling him noe no uh noe i don't know if that's how you pronounce it technically but it's uh n-o-e well they weren't speaking uh, latin oh my bad Point is, is that's what it's uh it's Noe Randolph. No, here's the thing, you shock. failed. So I don't know if we can trust you. Mm, freaking <laughs> got him. I remember some things. Darian, did you ever did not you is there something you got in trouble, but like since it's Miss if you get in trouble in Miss Tierra's class, she'll call you by your Spanish name. So it's just like what do you like it's just weird? Because um, first off, I mean, you were I in one of those fun got... Spanish classes. Do what? You were in a fun Spanish class, right? With, like, our quarterback and stuff? Was that your class? No, it was, like, oh. me and Monty. Oh. <laughs> Monty's a character. We we literally can't describe him. It's partially not appropriate to describe Monty, but shout out Monty. No. Yeah, I, I yawned in Miss Tierra's class oh. and got sent to the office because I was making sex noises. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. So that, that. that happened. <laughs> Javier, ex Javier, please go to the office. Mister, well, I think so. That's I. I definitely escalated the situation and got <laughs> SDC out of it because I was so shocked that she sent me to the office for that. I made some very snarky comments to her, and then she said, "Darian, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're in trouble because she uses English, right?" <laughs> I remember we uh well we were in gate class uh, in elementary school me and Grant or Grant were you in elementary Yeah I started in uh, fourth grade gifted and talented education mm-hmm. so you got to leave class to do extra fun stuff and we learned languages in there and that was always really I, fun I remember le- learning a little bit of German which was pretty cool I just remember we also got uh, we also got names whenever we learned things. I forgot what year it was, but one of the years my name was Leopold. I always did something with an A or an L because I didn't want to try to learn a whole other name because I thought that, that was whack. Do you, and I just said it, but do y'all remember? <laughs> I just remember when Derek used to make fun of us for saying whole nother and asking us about half nother. <laughs> whole nother. One whole nother. Like, that makes sense to me, but I'm also like also just annoyed whenever he would bring that up. I just remembered something, Alec. I don't know. I say it. Grant, say that again. I said, I just remembered something about Gate. 
What about it? That field trip was where I met you, and then you acted like we were friends for like that whole day, and then you <laughs> ditched me from then on and made fun of me. Okay, <laughs> savage. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> let's just let's just take a wind back into wind back to the nostalgia episode here. How we became friends, how Grant and Allie became friends in seventh grade is the gate class. We were was going to take a field trip, and somehow I was already friends with grant on facebook because in seventh grade you added anybody that was in your grade yep. and if all you had to yep. do was ask who is this they're in our grade and you added or them. myspace and somehow MySpace knew, was still around back then shout out i didn't i never had myspace you guys are whack. you missed out i knew of myspace i said i don't need that I, it's literally just adding friends and playing music yeah that's fair <laughs> uh, though i guess instead darian was trying to use it to get girlfriends <laughs> I don't know how I am friends with Noah because I think our first day of being friends, I peed in a bottle and threw it at him. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> Noah was like, I will seventh grade. Forever. It was seventh grade band camp. That's why I remember that. Y'all have, oh some, my God, y'all have much better stories. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I DM Grant, you going on the field trip? Yeah, you want to sit together? Sure. And we did, and we were best buddies and didn't know anything about each other. I met Alec in the lunchroom the next day, and he was like, who are you? No, it wasn't that bad. But on Xbox, Grant started playing Xbox. You got Mean Girls. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. We were friends on Xbox, and that's how I knew you were in Gate. No, I was friends with Noah on Xbox. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were friends with him. But I didn't didn't hate you at the time. (laughs) Not yet. Broodwing. But yeah, and then eventually I realized, oh, people don't like Grant. I was a very shallow person about people back then. I'm still kind of shallow. <laughs> that's a that's a whole different life hard issue. We'll cover that in like another laughing. episode, maybe on casually My spiritual session. No, rip casually spiritual. Still holding out. Still holding out. Um, but so yeah. just for context, everyone else in the podcast, both Grant and Alec were very not. They were both very punchable in seventh grade. I'll say that. No, to Darian, I had friends. Because I actually punched Grant, and I I wanted to punch Alex. I had friends. That's a mean way to put it, but I still was in a likable crowd in seventh grade. All right, I united two sects of like Xbox gamers, and it and those friends. Some of those friendships are still alive now. Yeah, and I got kicked so from all I those take parties her. by you. So thanks for that, buddy. That was so funny. Ooh. I, I was one of the first to pull the what uh, what shape is Italy on Grant? The boot. <laughs> what is what shape is Louisiana? What do you do to a soccer ball? I pulled all of those on Grant. It was so fun. I was like one of the main Xbox antagonists, um, and it was just antagonist fun. antagonist is a good word because mm-hmm. he was a loser and I was cool on Xbox. Alex, students, if you're listening, just realize how far he has come and. Yeah, you're right. And I was just a hovering black guy that every group accepted. That's true. I just kind of went group to group. Hovering black and guy instead of token black guy? Yeah, I did. I wasn't anybody's token, but I would definitely give <laughs> the people the ad libs they needed for the setting. <laughs> you were the Why is that so funny? Free Migos was Darian. <laughs> I think it's because you said I didn't let anybody coin me as their token, but I definitely gave everybody the ad libs. Except Noah. At the end of the day, people like, who is Darian's friends? And he hung out with everybody, but his real friends were Noah and Grant this whole time. That's true. Oh, my gosh. And Josh Drake. Shout out. And, uh, and, and Keyshawn and Colton uh, Foreman. 
Shout out to Keyshawn. Shout out to Colton. <laughs> Big Will. See, hey, Will, boy, what's up? <laughs> you have to send this podcast to them now after this. Be like, hey. I think Colton listens to it. He sent me uh, <gasps> something about it the other couple weeks ago. Dope. Hey, shout out Colton. Is he I still buff right now? He's probably still yeah, buff. Yeah, but he looks just like Roman Reigns. <laughs> I uh, I saw a TikTok, and I, I've been meaning to send it to y'all, but it's too late now. It was just like 2009 WWE SmackDown loading screen, be like, and it was just them doing different phrases, like or like poses, or like they were like screaming, or like trying to punch stuff. And I was like, oh no, maybe they would find that funny. But I was never... You just liked wrestling? Yeah, I just watched I just... I, sixth grade, I stayed up... Thanks to Grant, by the way, right? To kick somebody in the head, or the other way around. What? I would call Grant and Keyshawn and talk to them while wrestling. I still, I still remember each other into it. Darian, we were we were on the phone, all three of us, and Darian said, "Oh, that's Shawn Michaels. I gotta stand up and clap for Shawn Michaels." (laughs) (laughs) Because he came out of retirement for the twelfth time. Uh, but yes, Darian got a, me into wrestling, and then Darian quit like very soon after he got me into it, and then I got on my weird thing with it. So, speaking of weird thing with but it, that, Grant, what were you for Halloween in the eighth grade? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll still stand by that. That's my it's coolest ca- Halloween costume I think that I ever did. He, he went all which out. was which was uh, Sting, <laughs> which is a wrestler who uh, wears and he wears face black paint, and right? white face paint. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, so, okay, I don't know how long we're allowed to talk about wrestling on the podcast, but did you know that Kane is the mayor mm-hmm. of Knoxville? I like, saw that. two towns over from Nashville? He's what? the actual mayor of the city. Yeah. yeah. I thought, like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, maybe he's, like, the honorary mayor or, like, the mayor of a fictional Knoxville. This man is actually, like, a very educated, smart guy and is, like, a mayor. Wait, well, can you explain for us that don't do wrestling, like, Kane as a wrestler? Wait, so he's if not If you've ever seen the brother? big old scary red mask looking dude, that's him. No, he's not the Undertaker's I brother. Know, His name is know, Glenn. I'm kidding. <laughs> His name is well, Glenn. Well, the Undertaker's <laughs> name is Mark, so. Like the Bible. <laughs> Wait, but wait, Grant, but That's do you heresy. remember when Undertaker threw Mankind Yo. off the top of Hell in a Cell, 15 feet plummeting into an announcer's table? That was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> My yeah. man said plummeting. That's the line. Undertaker threw Mankind off Hell in a Cell, 15 feet plummeting into an announcer's table. It's like a dank meme. Yeah. Because I'm really good at those. <laughs> it did happen, and that sparked but, a good conversation with Alex's former employer one time. <laughs> oh yeah, Brandon. Shout out cheapest auto insurance. That's how Derry became that's how Derry got his in with our old boss was wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think I stopped watching wrestling right whenever um all that stuff went down with Chris Benoit. That's whenever I stopped. What happened? Um <laughs> he killed his family. <laughs> what? I think you were watching after that because that was like like two thousand five and it was like two thousand seven when oh I got into God. it, so that's like the last big thing that happened I remember, but but and that's anyways. not fake as much as re- pro wrestling is fake. That's not no. Fake, they like though. shut down the well, show no. that day because it happened. Like they were like, uh, well, at first they like were like Chris Benoit's dead, and they like made a bunch of tributes to him and everything. But then all the details around the case came out, and like I don't know if they said his name on like WWE since then. Like you can't buy any of his stuff or like he just disappeared I mean, basically. He, well, I mean, yeah, he murdered his family. Like, you don't want to memorialize yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and yeah. if you if you look, there 
there was like a free trial for the WWE app at one point, and I looked, I like, I tried it out, and any episode he was in, it was like, and so and so defends his uh, world championship, and it didn't ever say against two, but it was Chris Benoit. Oh, it's Benoit, and Darian's here saying Benoit. Get educated. <laughs> hey, that shows you how hard Grant went with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nerd. No, we were gifted and talented, so we know languages. So I got your back, Grant. Thank you. But Darian did learn Though, more languages. We can us. tie this all together why we let wrestling continue as a conversation. One, it's a good thing Clarence isn't here. He wouldn't have anything to add anyway to wrestling. He would just be making a face this whole time trying to get us to move. But- well, they, they had their own wrestling <laughs> in... Ozark? Ozark, yeah. They had their own, like, Saturday night Leroy wrestling. <laughs> they would just meet out in the Cletus' backyard. In sleeveless flannels. And the corn maze. <laughs> oh, keep getting them. I, I hope y'all just keep dropping Clarence stuff like that throughout the episode. Um, But it's because of wrestling that Grant became a Christian, though. That's true. Let's do a casually spiritual preview for one day. How did sa- how did wrestling save your life, Grant? Well, man, I didn't even know we were going to talk about this, so bonus coverage. Make it fast. Yeah, I will. No, the wrestler <laughs> that I talked about earlier, Sting, uh, his he had a movie. It's a very, like, B-movie, not, like, great, like, in retrospect. Very Is B it a B-movie? Is it a B-movie? It's movie? like a C-movie. Grant maybe watch it one at some <laughs> it's point, like I think. It's like a D-movie, boy. <laughs> he was a it's B-wrestler. I'm trying to keep this to 30 seconds, it, if y'all let me finish. It's a school project. <laughs> anyway, but the message was really good about how God miraculously freed him from... Uh, uh, addiction to drugs alcohol and uh and sexual immorality and he did that yeah those go together drugs sex and alcohol yeah especially in (laughs) the world of fame and i just like i'd never really seen god in that light before and i wanted more of that and that's kind of what sparked me to try a different church which is what got me to go to 180 so wrestling saved the beginning of it all Mm -hmm. imagine i still you know if this podcast ever blows up and somehow Sting ever hears this, I want to meet that dude so bad. I just want to be like, thank you, dude. <laughs> I really, I'm really happy about that story. Did I really say want to... if this podcast blows up? When? Yeah, like, you're right. When this podcast blows up, you go up, to brother? a word of faith type of church? What's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> Forgive me. What? Yeah, you know, we'll talk to God about that later. You know, Grant might have just spoken us out of existence, basically. But, you know what? We had some. We want to try to look into something. We let's get back to maybe what the topic was. I want to analyze a Christian <laughs> phrase. Let's analyze something in English, but a, things a bunch of Christian people say. And we might do this a lot more. I don't have a segment name for it. Maybe I'll think shoot of it. Christian well, let's say. Anal- <laughs> shoot Christian say. Shoot Christian say. That's uh, YouTube's already got uh, it. <laughs> no, we'll just we'll just steal it. We'll just steal it. Uh, I never even yeah uh, that's a YouTube video reference but I remember them saying like uh, bounce your eyes I'd never heard that in my life bounce your eyes <laughs> in relation to be lust. intentional be intentional God the word intentional is overdone by Christian people I hate it um, but the phrase that I want to talk about it's the one that kind of until somebody questioned it I've never had an issue but the moment one person said this is kind of weird put it into perspective for me. Um, I think it might have been Darian. It was somebody at camp, but just the phrase "love on," uh, love on people. Like it normally, it's just go love people, but church people like to say "love on," and we were doing it at a kids' summer camp. So the phrase that they used was "love on kids," and I feel like that sounds fine and normal. But then it says, "Why do we love on them instead of just love them?" Does that stand anybody odd and weird? Like, does that come uh, off kind of creepy? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like, where does that come from? Why do we have to add "love on" instead of just "love"? 
I don't know, but there, I feel like there's about a hundred other ways you can say it and get the point across. And I, I don't know. I think about something sometimes it's like, you know, this is only acceptable to say around Christian folk because if you but said like this anywhere right. else, I don't think it go over super well. That 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 falls in that category. I don't know. I don't really, I guess, have an inherent problem with it, but uh, I don't know. Like I think of like in scripture when John always says that like he, he's the one that Jesus loved and he talks about how he was leaning up against Jesus at the table. Like when I think of loving on, I literally think of like somebody leaning their head on like, like somebody and just like being a brother or a friend, like in that way. But I'm not doing that to kids. Man. I know that, but I'm just saying like, I don't know. Inherently, I don't see it as wrong. Uh, I don't know where it came from. Um, it just, it re- sounds really corny to me. Like that's just nothing I'll ever say. Like, I, oh, like, I find it creepy. With, I'll with just kids. be like, I love kids, which honestly, that kind of sounds a little <laughs> creepy. But I like, love kids. I'm not gonna say I'm loving on no kids, because <laughs> that that like imp- there has to be an activity that goes with that, or like some kind of like <laughs> verb or something that goes with loving on. You know what I mean? Like whether that's like playing with them or like hanging out with them or playing sports with them or whatever but like you have to do some kind of activity where it's like if you love kids that just means like you like them you put up with them you know what i mean but then that even extends like is it still weird like let's go love on some teenagers if you're in youth or you know let's go love on some people in this country or that stuff just loving it's the word it's the addition of on yeah and i think it was darian said like it implies like a verb or it implies like a like activity to be done and it's like eh, we're, we're making it a little more extra extra is a good word for that yeah i think it's just a dumb christian phrase <laughs> but really by know. putting but by it. making like, it a verb stupid. it does put action to it does it not oh shoot See, that's a good thing. See, grant is a call to action kind of person yeah i mean like yeah if if you are going to say that you're going to love somebody how are you loving them and you know i think Yes, it does sound a little weird, but at the end of the day, to love on somebody is to, I you know, do something that would make, you know, them happy or make them feel loved. To pour out love, I would almost say. Yeah. And Grant, you're the one that kind of suggested this, though. I, I took it in a different direction, but we might look into more sillier phrases like that, or we might look into more, like, other normal phrases. What is one that, like, you were actually thinking about, Grant? Um everything happens for a reason a lot of people quote that like it's in the bible and it is nowhere to be seen or like all sin is equal like those two things okay so like you want to look into like the like christian normal christian sounding phrases that like don't actually hold water yeah well that in the whole thing actually came from uh me and sarah were were recently watching uh, a tv series and in the called what we were watching scrubs not like Sarah fact, she watches Scrubs. There we go. Oh my, Good job, there, Grant. There, there we it finished is. It, there actually. it is. But anyway. Casual Sarah Network. Oh, my gosh. Look at this guy. You know she's engaged? Oh, she's engaged? To Grant. Interesting. That's wild. Uh, but with the one of the episodes, uh, one of the nurses in it is a Christian, and she like, she says, I know God's got a purpose behind this, and God makes, you know, I think it does come to the root scripture of, you know, uh, God makes everything work together for those who are called according to his, you know, that verse. I don't know what verbatim, but at the end of the day, that's different than Romans 8. There you go, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> at the 
at the end of the day, it is different than just everything happens for a reason. I just feel like that's a secular humanism phrase that a lot of Christians think is in the Bible. You know, Grant goes secular to Bible humanism. college. Holy crap. I mean, it's secular humanism. Oh my gosh. Postmodernism. Postmodernism. That's a good, no, that's a good point though. There's a ton of things that people will say that's like, you know, like how it says in the Bible or, you know, how it talks about in the Bible and it's not really that, I don't know. It's, it's just really easy to say that it's a big book. Not a lot of people read it. So I've that, read that, that is book. true. Oh, shoot. You know, I, yeah. I, have you finished the whole Bible? Uh, yeah, I think so. I honestly, there's like some of like the small, like minor prophet books. I, I I feel like I've read them. I just don't remember when or what. You it know, was. there's a Zephaniah and a Zechariah. Yep. And they're like two books apart from each other, so a lot of people get those confused a lot. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there's a John and a John? Oh, and a John. Did you know that there's a Mary and a Mary and a Mary? N- not a not a book. Not a book. Not a book. Boy. But there's Stop. a character. What the heck? There's a bunch of characters. You haven't read that book? Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about, bro. Oh, you're right. My bad. That's why I'm going to Bible college to learn it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> there it is. You hear that, Darian? <laughs> you don't go to Bible college. No, that's not even what I'm saying. You I'm not going there to learn it. You drop out? Yeah, I already you, went. No, you're a dropout. I went for a full year. <laughs> no, you went for a semester. I went to two different Bible colleges and normal oh, college. A combined, a combined a semester at each makes one full year of Bible college. That yeah, it, with two different, like literally two different complete spectrums of Christianity. How would you describe so, them? Um, one filled with the Holy Spirit. One did not have any type of Holy Spirit at all. Was that school wrong, though? Because I feel like you learned a lot at that school. I mean, I learned that Paul is a small man and could fit in a basket and a lot of really interesting things hold, that were hold very on, Hold specific. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Um, don't don't skip over that. Um, um, uh, this is new to you me. You know exactly which point I'm talking about. Explain. Yeah, Paul was a small man. Like, look, I I had a four hour class on the Book of Acts. Okay, and do you know how many times we talked about the Holy Spirit in that class? I don't know. Zero. Or- but they told me all about the road to Damascus what color it was, which direction was headed, how big the city was, how big the population was, all that stuff. How tall Saul was, how he escaped when he was running from people. Which Are you talking in, about like a normal sized basket? I don't know, bro, but I just know one of the times he's running away from somebody, they put that boy in a basket. <laughs> Noah, is this true? It, it, it does happen. Yeah, he what? talks about it, how he was trying to get out of a city, and they lowered him out of the city wall in a basket. Now, I didn't know. I just kind of assumed, like, in my head, like, oh, I guess they, like, stuck him in something and lowered him down. So scholars, they're like, <laughs> there's not just a man-sized basket laying around in Bible times. That no, that no one tiny. would notice. Right, yeah. Paul was just tiny. But there's also a chance oh. that basket is just the closest word that we have in English to describe whatever it was, too. I don't know. Right. Scholars figure that stuff also, out. Also, you're talking about how <laughs> chariots are tanks. Question: Did they just did they just skip over everything in the upper room at, in that class, or what did they say? No, they were just like, "Oh, that was a cool like it was a youth group event." Like, "Oh, bro, that was crazy, bro!" Like, <laughs> "Let's do it again next summer." <laughs> <laughs> a spiritual Dang. high, if you will. I learned more and more stories about your Bible experience. Like, here's the thing. That one semester stretched out, and you learned so... You had so many experiences in that one semester. 
Yeah, so I mean, I remember most of it, bro. Like, I'm a sponge. I remember a lot of stuff I remembered at VBC, too. Your Hosanna roommate? Hosanna roommate. <laughs> oh, that's a story for another time. But I think that's a lot of funny stuff. So, Grant, we'll kind of workshop that. So there's a preview of a ongoing segment uh, that we'll look into and kind of touching on that. I do want to get to whatever our topic was today, which is I it's slightly a throwback, it might seem, to our very first episode. But Noah wasn't here, so it kind of works out, um, which was about purpose. But I think one Clarence thing... Clarence isn't here, so it kind of works out. Am I right? Hey. <laughs> 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 You're messed up. Um, <laughs> but we, we kind of just gave a general overview of something. I think, we, I think we for sure podcast better than we do in our first episode. I'll give them that. But one thing I wanted to touch on was um, specifically today, hearing from God. And specifically, what about the times we don't I want to touch on first? And kind of let's talk about those feelings and emotions that we have. Because I think one thing, whenever it seems somebody has their Christian life figured out or things are going good, the one thing they'll go to you about is like, how do you know? Like, that's the number one question people will say is, how do you know? How do you know that's God? And whenever you go to anybody good, and even if it's not specifically in that moment, eventually they go to, I just don't know. I just don't think I hear God or I'm hearing God. Or I think with youth, especially I'm in that space, I hear that question a lot. Like, how do I hear God? How do I know it's God? And hey, things aren't bad or things are bad. How do I do this? So I want to. I want us to jump into that. Maybe sharing some of our stories, at least looking into them. But let's give a little more oomph and depth to that idea. Uh, what I want to start with, though, is like I want to start with this very uh, kind of broader, but kind of big question. Like, would anybody say they have audibly heard God, or would it just be me that has a testimony involving? He says. Not- I was going to say, I definitely have, like, or I can say I have. It's not like, I'll never describe it like how audibly where, like, there's 10 people around me and all 10 of them heard, like, this, you know what I'm saying, like that. But it's like, I don't know, like, I've had full-blown conversations with God about all kinds of different things. like, And it's, and it's different than the praying and dialogue with God that you feel, like, audibly, like, you hear a voice, like, sound, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's more like a, I hear it like the same way I hear a thought in my head, you know? And that's uh, different than when you pray or you feel God's calling you to something? Yeah, sometimes. When, it's always different, you know? It's not always the same way, I guess. It's it's so hard to describe. I mean, the way you talk, like, if we go off of, like, body communication, you know? Or, like, you know, you look at, like, how you and I talk to each other. Like, I'm I'm going to butcher the statistic, but, like... The vast majority of what you're actually communicating is not just through the words you're saying. So I'd say the same thing to the Lord. Like, he's going to communicate things that sometimes it's audible, and it's just him telling you something. Sometimes it might not be. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, and I'm I'm just, I guess, trying to gauge where your answer is on that. I, I think audible, I think it almost has to be defined because, for me, audible is hearing God the same way I hear you guys as we record this podcast, which I have never personally heard. Now there's that still small voice, that guiding, you know, uh, something that comes into my head uh, that, you know, wasn't from me. That's how I would say is like how God mostly speaks to me. But audible is literally like almost like a thundering voice from heaven is almost how I would picture it. Does that? That'd be dope. So, so you're saying not like that then Noah. Though. Yeah, I guess not like that. 
Not like in. Because I think that's uh, what uh, people are looking for whenever article. you say that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Not like I mean, not audio, like not audio wise, like through my ears. It's not through my. That's ears. That's what I'm saying. Uh. Okay. Then it's not through that. No, and like so, because I would say I have, like it was a distinctness to it. It was like this moment itself, and it, it was a very pivotal moment in my life. Kind of a part. It was during the call, like how I felt called to Tulsa and why I felt so strongly about it. Um, and I'm not going to get into details. Cause I feel like that's something like to save for myself. But I, I'm on the side of I have audibly heard God, and that's like the only moment that I know of where I can point like, hey, this was so different, and like this was like a revelation, and it ultimately sent me here. So I, I think it worked out. Whether like yeah, <laughs> so I would say it's probably God. Um, and then Darian, you you were on the no side of that, then right? Yeah, yeah. But so before we go to me, I think when you say that you audibly heard, I think a lot of people are looking for clarity. So like when you say you audibly heard, like what did that sound like? Like was it like a you physically heard it with your senses? I I feel like I physically heard it with my senses. So in that, this might not be that spiritual, but like, what did he sound like? Like, did he have an accent? Did he have a deep voice? Was it like high pitched? Like, was he British? Was he American? (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cool. (laughs) Yeah, and like, I put in so much thought into it, or like, I put, not thought, like emotion into it, but it's like, I I can recall that feeling a moment, but I can't like, I kind of want to hold it in that instance, and that's what makes like some Christian stuff shady is when they withhold, but I mean, he sounded like a dude. And I know there were girls sitting behind me on that bus. I'm gonna tell you right now. And I was not sitting with anybody. I heard it on a bus, by the way. Um, there were girls sitting behind me because Alec was trying to do his thing, um, and I wasn't sitting with anybody <laughs> that week because uh, I don't know. I guess I wasn't doing my thing correctly. So here we are. Nice. So there's that too. I don't know. It's like such an interesting. Cause like I've never had that moment recreated. Um, I've never felt anything in that moment but i think that's where a lot of people also get confused i think you bring up a good point is like that's the question people are looking for darian um and it's hard for me to, i guess describe even if i'm like i would be a thousand percent transparent I, it's hard for me to describe it but it was so distinct than any other calling or moment um and i, I felt like it was audible but you know Bibli- i don't know like maybe he didn't and maybe i just thought i audibly heard it but i would say yeah Remind me, is this was this before you became a Christian, or this was like a call to Tulsa? I'm I'm sorry, I kind of missed that. Yeah, yeah, it was my call to Tulsa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. When I became a Christian, it, it was like I still. It was like my decision. Mm-hmm. It was like God is like now is the time. It was like yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll stand up and walk to the front. Well, <laughs> I almost feel like I hear more testimonies about like physical, like sense driven interactions with Jesus, like as a first interaction with Him. Typically. Oh, yo, I can't even imagine. I can't even think of what my first interaction with Jesus is. That's actually kind of deep, Grant. I have no idea. I literally went, okay, all right, I've been here enough times. I guess I believe it. And I walked to the front and I, I was feel just like, I, I remember I was mine. a Christian. Like, I was a really, I, I, it's like weird. Like, I only remember like two things of it. I remember it was, I was let, like, was it like some church thing? And I was really young, like four or five. And, like some young dude like led me to Jesus basically like I remember that and I remember like that person felt really I could tell they were really happy like I, those are the only two things I remember though it's almost more like a I don't know almost it was really like more like a dream I guess it was so long ago yeah and so I I, I don't want to spend too much time on actually hearing from God I think everybody would say at some point they say they've heard from God whether audibly or not that's just one thing I wanted to touch on 
And it kind of gets, and the reason I bring it up is because of me, and I, I know Clarence's answer is no as well, I believe. Um, and But it goes to the point that we all hear God differently, and he comes to people in different ways. Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to preface it and start with that as the background. But I think on the other end of that, when people hear testimonies like mine, and I'm aware of this, it can almost, it can be encouraging to people like that's awesome. But I think for other people that might be discouraging if they say they never heard audibly, or even if some people would say I've never heard audibly, but I have heard God. I think to some that could be discouraging because I think a lot of people are still searching. How do I know? And what, and especially young people, how do I hear from God? And it's like I talked about earlier. Um, and we, we do believe that he does and he just communicates in different ways. And a lot of it's in our thoughts and, you know, talks to us in our mind, stuff like that. Um, but what would you say that, so Darian, not audibly, how would you say the pulling or the calling of God, like hearing from God is like, that's like such kind of a broad, but specific question, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, like whenever I, it's definitely like taken a while for me, right? Like I've never heard the audible thing. So for me, it's just being able to recognize him and how he moves and getting to learn his personality through the word and communicating with the Holy Spirit where you start to recognize him in your everyday life. Or like when you're thinking about life plans, like for me, like a lot of my testimony is me. I'm a very logical person. I like to think everything through. I think about every single outcome that could happen. And then all of that just goes to trash and there's one option left and God's like, you know, this is me, right? And so yeah. that's kind of how he communicates with me. Like for me, it's like, <laughs> if it's not my will, I'm not going to let you get into it because you'll take it too far. Um, so that's usually how I hear from God. Um, it's pretty much a cycle. I wish I could break it, but I'm only human. I try to do my thing. God says no. Then we do his thing and it works out great. So. I'll get to knowing, Grant, I have something for y'all later. But I know for me, um, and once again, there's different ways. Mine is like, has always been a constant like reminder on something. Like if I have this one thought and it's lingered for a while and like I've been debating and if it doesn't go away, it I sometimes I'll do the pros and cons or the logical part of it. But then I also come to a point where it's just like, there's a reason I can't stop thinking about this. And most of the time when I've fallen through, like, all right, let me check this out. It's worked out. Whether that has been talking to somebody like about work or something about their life, whether starting the podcast is something that's been on my heart for like some type of creative outlet has been on my heart since I became a Christian. Um, and I just like, I always said that would be cool. That would be cool. And it's never gone away. And, you know, in 2019, 2000, well, into 2018, 2019, I was like, yo, this is so strong and I have to do something. And it's been super fulfilling, but I also have found God and like very small things. But I felt like that's what's built me is, um, like, Hey, you should take this way home or Hey, you should turn at this light or Hey, you should call or text this person. They're so small and so random. And I, I, I firmly believe that's just God even checking for like obedience. Some of that small stuff is just like, Hey, God's just checking in on you. Like, just so you know, like this could be me or Hey, I doesn't have to look this way. Like, and sometimes it's like, doesn't have to be beneficial. Sometimes it can just be, I want to make sure you'll do it. God, maybe, you know, doesn't care what you get for a sandwich, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not because the ham was a lot. Well, actually, if I use ham and pork, that might actually get spiritual. <laughs> God doesn't care if I decided to get the spaghetti over the lasagna, okay? He doesn't actually, one's not going to benefit me more than the other. He just wants to see if I'll obey him. So he's going to say spaghetti, you know? Um, 
That's a small win, but uh, that's where I found God in my life. Now, here's the thing, Grant. I think there was a, a time, and we'll kind of get we'll kind of get more into the specific stories. But Grant, a time where like you would almost say like you weren't hearing God, and I don't know if that was because like you were running away, or like you were like, or maybe stuff was happening. But your relationship wasn't that strong, especially in like college, and maybe not what was going on in your life. But like, how did you feel during your dark time and your relationship and hearing God? Yeah. So it's, it's really hard to talk about at this point. I'm really thankful for how far God has brought me since those days. But, um, yeah, for me, I just, I felt alone and I felt really alone. Um, you know, delving even further back into my past, one of the reasons that I came to Jesus was because I wanted a real and genuine, uh, cure to my loneliness. Um, and that aloneness in that time, it just, it just led me into a spiral of, of depression and anxiety and not knowing what God really had for me or what I was really doing, what my purpose was. Um, is that scary? Oh yeah. Or is that hard? Yeah. It was scary. I, like, I'll tell you some of the thoughts that went through my head. It was like, man, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't like, I know that I like the, this parks and rec thing and I know that I'm like good with people, but I don't know why I'm really doing it. I'm out here mm-hmm. in the middle of middle of nowhere, Wyoming, and it's cool here and it's a dream come true. But at the same time, is this, is this the mountain high? Like, cause if this is it, if this yeah. is it, then man, life's mediocre. Um, hmm. but yeah, it was scary. Yeah. And, and another thing was like, that would go through my head. It's like, man, I, so I just really do genuinely believe like I'm never going to get married. Like it just, it would like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like the enemy kept putting thoughts in like my head. Very negative, very hurtful to yourself kind of mm-hmm. thoughts. Or, or mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'll even be real. Like sometimes I think in my head, like I would think about you guys be like, they're so far ahead with me of me in their walk. Like mm-hmm. they're just going to leave me behind. They don't want anything to do with me. And like, I know that's not true. I knew it wasn't true then, but, but those were still thoughts. That but that's what me. you'll tell yourself. Yeah. 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 And then, and that's like the extreme end. That is like mm-hmm. one of the deep ends where people get, cause you know, that that's where you get into like a dark place and, you know, and a lot of people are almost too scared to admit that. So I thank you for sharing that part. Yeah. Um, cause I think a lot of people are too afraid, not cause like, not just because like it makes them look a certain way and it's not cause they care what people think, but it's just like, man, like how does this reflect on God and other people? Like if I'm feeling these things and, and they don't want to let that out because they don't feel safe to do it. So, and you know, it's a yeah. good thing to say it because, you know, you're, you're letting people know they're not alone. Yeah. Anymore, which is what you were Yeah. And, and I say it and I'll tell just about anybody, you know, the broad spectrum of my story, because I think it is an encouragement that, you know, people aren't alone. And just because you're far away from God doesn't mean that you're too far gone and God can bring you back from the deepest depths because he did it for me. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, uh, I'm super thankful that you know, he brought me back into that, uh, light. So Darian, now I don't know if you got to that point, but I know there were like hard times between you and God, maybe not as deep on the spectrum. Cause I think you live a pretty faithful life to God and your life is not more of like the hurt. Your side of it is more of the confusion, right? Especially leading up to maybe going to like post high school. Right. Yeah. So all throughout high school, plan was to join the military, right? Like join JRTC, 
like took it super seriously. Like that was you led Clarence to the military. <laughs> yeah, like Clarence <laughs> would not have joined the military if it was not for me, right? So it was in JRTC, like super hardcore, talking to recruiters, like working out in the mornings with Kirby, like all kinds of crazy stuff. And then like two days before graduation, they tell me I'm not able to join the military. So I was like, okay, cool, God, that's cool. Um, and so, like I said earlier, like I'm a very logical person. Like I have to plan stuff. I have to know the outcomes, right? I have to know the details so I can work hard and make that thing great. Um, but with this season, God is just like, no, because if I do that for you, then you're going to turn it into your plan and it's not going to have me in it at all. So instead I just got to hang out with kids, love on some kids all summer long. (laughs) (laughs) Throughout the summer. Uh. (laughs) um, Yeah, and I mean, even after the summer, it was just... Going back to Fort Smith, right? I didn't have a, I couldn't get a job at first. I had to get a job at Midwest. Um, So it was just very, very confusing. But during that time... It was awesome because I got to read my Bible a lot. I had mm-hmm. got to help serve in the youth group with Noah with Victory Remix. And throughout time. that time, God was able to direct me to go and learn more about his word because I had hung out with the youth group at that point for three years, but I had still never read my Bible ever. Um, so I was like with the Christian people. I know the feel good part about being a Christian, but I was rooted in zero scripture, didn't couldn't quote a single scripture, didn't know anything about the Bible. So it was awesome because God was just like, okay, we're getting close. Now you get to need to know my personality, go to Bible school. Um, so it's just cool because God was like, you want to plan it? I'm not going to let you do it. So just hang out and then watch what happens. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. just another end. It's, you know, for Darian, it's, I think that's a story of surrender. That's very much a story of, hey, it's like God's way or, you know, try to figure it out, but I promise you it's not going to work out. Uh, so... In times, like God will call us to things and God will tell us to do certain things. A lot of it is about obedience. And what if, what about when we don't do what he says? Is it because we're not hearing? No, do you think it's because we're not hearing from God? Or do you think that like God does tell us if we don't do it? Does he just let it sit? How does that work? Because I think a lot of us are worried that we're not hearing God and we're going to make the wrong decision. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just, I think one that at the beginning of it, like anything that's against order, or against peace is a hundred percent of the enemy. Like every single time, because God's not about anxiety and he's not about confusion or disorder. He's not about those things. So if you're feeling that and walking in that, I'm not trying to say like, you're like, I don't know. You're just not where God is at the moment. If you're in that spot, like he's with you always, he's always right by you, but where's your heart? Like where, where, where are your beliefs at in that moment? And about the situation you're in. So that's like the first step, I'd always say. So for your story, uh, a lot of it is like you would, you're, you're on the other end of it. I think I think some people are coming in to, man, I cannot hear God. I don't understand God. Whereas you're, you have the contrast of you are you were very, when we were younger, very much strong. No, I know God. I heard God, almost especially about girls, um, which I feel like dudes are about, to, anyone's about to like super relate. But you were, you were on the other end of, no, I hear from God, and I know mm-hmm. this is God. And then it doesn't work out. And that, th- first of all, for us, that's like we told you, obviously God didn't. So how do you reconcile that? Honestly. And what are you going through? You know, it, well, one, that's yeah, just unfortunate, but <laughs> <laughs> for them, unfortunate um, for them, oh, you're the winner. 
here's what I think happened when I really go back and analyze it. When I was a young man in uh, my whole life, I have, like many Christian dudes, I've always wanted to be married, have a godly relationship, and just do it right. I have really always wanted that. And what I think I let happen was a true, genuine, God-filled desire get entangled with my own idea of it. So when I would meet some girl that would give me the time of day, I'd like put her in that box anytime. Like immediately she would just go right in that box. And I'm like, oh, well, God wants me to be married. He wants me to be a godly husband. This girl is obviously working out. So two plus two equals four. God must want this. And I did that multiple times over and over and over until (laughs) the funny thing is it happened all the way up until I... Uh, before I met Abby, uh, which is my wife now, God was like, Hey dude, every time you run into any girl that shows you attention, you stick her in your marriage box. And that is a desire I gave you, but that's not what I at all. I intended you to do with it. You're supposed to let me fill that box and then you'll meet someone that feels like me and it should be cool after that. So how did You, you like reconcile this idea of, wow, like, did you, what did you do more? Did you question God, did I hear you wrong or would you more blame or did you blame God more? Not what was the right answer, but what did how did you actually respond? At first, it's it was very it was confusion and it was hurt like when it didn't work out. It was very much I was confused and hurt and there've been many times where I'm like I felt misled because I just genuinely thought that's what I was supposed to do. Like I was so confident about it and it didn't work out. I was like mad at God and like, hey, why would you make me walk down this path? What the heck? And being, I guess, more mature in hindsight being twenty twenty, I mean, God doesn't have like a gun to but the back of your head making you walk down any path. He's not forcing you to do anything. So how did you and, reconcile that? How did you get to the place where like, okay, let me start listening a little better? I put my desires down. I realized that it's my desires don't supersede God's dreams for me. Like, my idea of what he wants is not always his idea of what's the best for me. And that's what I started to realize over time. Like, honestly, it's just reconcile. The way I would say I reconciled it is if my idea is the thing that's coming first, it's not the best idea because it was mine. God always has a better idea. So I'm going to lean more towards, you know what? I don't know what happens. I'm not, I, I don't know what the end result of maybe this relationship's going to be. I'm just going to trust God that he's going to be there and tell me how to figure it out when I go through it to see what happens. It's kind of like a, I don't know, it's like a, you go at it with faith because you don't know the answer sometimes. Like God doesn't always tell you yes or no, but you just go anyways if you feel like you've got good, good peace about it. And you just kind of kind of figure it out as you go, honestly. I mean, that's, uh, for me, in the realm of relationships, in my expectations with God, God never said no. Okay. That yeah. was my thing. <laughs> so, Grant. I just went. For you. Sorry, Noah. Um, for you, you get to a point where it is kind of rough. It is kind of dark. But I, I think you're a great testimony on things get better. How, how do you even get out of that kind of dark place? And how, how did you recognize a point in your life where you said, wow, like, I actually hear God now? Hmm. Man. It's making me think on all those times. Um, yeah, so 
never once in that entire thing did I ever stop believing in God. That that never crossed my mind. I always believed in Him. I still prayed, but I was praying small, ineffective prayers, and I feel like I was just praying for things that I just wanted and wasn't actually doing anything practically about it to get out of those things. But I feel like for me, God speaks to me almost... I'll, I'll, just I'll get ideas that I know that I didn't come up with and I'll take it to scripture and line it up against what it says. And if it doesn't contradict it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I think it's a safe thing to assume that's God. And that's kind of how it's always been. But I think I almost uh, got to the point where I was just, I was taking out that second part and just like, I'd get these ideas and be like, oh, this is too good not to be God. Hence why I moved across the country to do an internship in Wyoming. And I and I do genuinely believe that God is using that time now um, as a way to minister to people. But um, really for me, I still remember my, my routine on Sundays there was um, occasionally I would actually go to church there. Um, it was okay. But two things I always did is I would go see a movie by myself. And then I would go get groceries for the week and then head back to my cabin. Cause it was like a 30 minute, 35 minute drive back to my cabin. Um, and I saw a movie there actually, ironically enough, it was, uh, it was a Disney movie called Christopher Robin. And it, there's this scene in the movie, spoiler alert, if you don't want that movie spoiled, this is a pretty big moment. Anyway, Winnie the Pooh is just sitting on this, this, um, log and Christopher Robin is an adult who's way too wrapped up in all of his work. He's missing out on time with his family. And he just walks up to Pooh and he just says, you know, I just feel like I'm so lost. I feel like I have lost everything since the last time I sat in this place with you essentially. And he, and then Pooh looks up at him and he says, well, I'm sure glad I found you. And like, in just in my mind, I almost just figured like pictured Jesus, like sitting in a place just waiting for me. And he's like, I'm so glad I found you. And for me, God speaks to me so much in just the most random ways through media or through natural revelation, being out in the outdoors or watching a show um, or reading a book, just identifying with characters. I think that's the biggest way Like, I see God and I see Him in everything. Um, so, I mean, first part, lining up with Scripture and, you know, comparing it with the ideas in my head and then also just receiving him through natural revelation and through stories and characters. I mean, that's, that's how Jesus told people. That's why he told parables because stories are relatable. Yeah. That's a good point to make. And you know, he, he finds a different way. And that kind of throws it to also our quiet time episode. I remember that was a good mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, you talk to that God, you know, talk to you in different ways. So we're getting to a point where it's like, man, it, uh, you both kind of bring up this thing. It's like, man, you realize your desires is kind of what you're looking for. And it's when you kind of give over, um, you give over those is when God really started aligning things ever. When your prayers started changing towards God's heart, did you find the communication clear when you started really kind of not giving up on yourself, but yeah, kind of going like more earnestly saying, all right, God, it's, it's you. Like I'm at the end of my rope. And I don't think it takes that, like, you know, being at the dead end of whatever, but I, I think it's when your heart really has a shift in, okay, it's not about me. And when God sees your openness and willingness to receive something, that's when the communication, because you're seeking God more mm-hmm. intentionally in that moment. Uh, yeah. So there we go. I know how to bring things back. So, intentionally. And I think Darian's story kind of gets to that. Um, 
after yeah i just wanted to i mean i just kind of felt like there was something to wrap up that little part i didn't mean to cut you off but um you know i felt like that whole trip that whole trip was it was about me and what my dreams were and what my desires were for my career and for graduating and getting the necessary connections and i feel like now um, since I have rededicated and surrendered and allowed God to transform my heart, he's using that time for his good, for his will to transform other people's lives, that chapter that I wanted for me. And, you know, I think that's a word. I think that, that God can do that. He can transform something that was so bad for somebody else and make it something that will speak to somebody else. Yep. So for Darian, I think fast forward his story, you get to Tulsa, you know, I think things go pretty well. I think you become pretty obedient. Um, you know, you dating a great girl. You have a great job. Church life is pretty good. Honestly, you were at a pretty good point. I think there was like more of you, like what is there? And basically, I think hearing from God really came out of nowhere for you or it kind of lined up. It's kind of a crazy story. But basically, how'd you get to Nashville, Darian? And it, how it relates to this? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you're saying, I mean, God told me to move to Tulsa. Um went to Tulsa and things literally got handed to me on a silver platter. Um, couldn't <laughs> have worked out better. Um, but anyways, I think that Tulsa was a season at that point, right? Like I had a great job and I just started getting this urge to like build something. Right. So I, I mean, I probably remember I was like looking at trying to start a business, like all that kind uh-huh. of, stuff. and then, um, I just had like this urge to build something. And then, I go into work one day and the work conversation does not go in my favor, right? Like the conversation in essence is pretty much like, hey, you've done a great job here, but you're kind of at the end of your your line, right? Like you're not going to be able to work it up any farther. Like this is as far as you'll go. You know, no no, no more favor here. Yeah. This is it. Anyways, so. Don't get, don't get your hopes up. Um, that was not a good conversation, right? And a couple of days before that, Greg had called me and said like, hey, I'm starting a church. And Pastor at that Greg. point, I was just like, cool. Right? That's it. And I was like, <laughs> We okay, all got cool. that call and went then through different phases. And they're like, hey, <laughs> you're done here, bud. Um, so, yeah, you're not you're not done, but, you you're know, not as fired, far as... But you're not moving anywhere. Any just so you know. Goes, it's over. Um, but, yeah, so I was just <laughs> like, well, dang, like, that's a so weird, weird feeling, like knowing that you're not going to be used anymore. You know what I mean? Um, but then I start thinking about the church and it's literally what I've been kind of longing to do in that season. Like I was wanting to build something. I was wanting to create it. I was wanting to build this thing up. I thought it was a business, but it turns out it was a church in Nashville, right? I couldn't care less about Nashville. Like at that point in my life, I thought it was literally like somewhere that the civil war happened and that was it. But anyways, long story short, like felt called to come here. (laughs) Um, you know, me and wife got the calling. She was down. And once again, once we got here, as always, I was reluctant at first, but stuff got handed to me on a silver platter. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's it, it, it. Like whenever I got that call and that assignment to come to Nashville, it couldn't have been more God. Like it wasn't an audible voice, but when you look at the timing of that conversation at the previous job versus the call from Greg, like, like it would take a fool to not notice that as God. You know what I mean? 
it's like what Grant said. It's like it's too good to not be God. Like like mm, when you right. look at it, you're like, so, okay, I mean, I didn't I even this really, is God. I don't I know what it is. This is gonna sound terrible, yep. but I really didn't have to pray about it that much. I was just like, all right, but I heard you. Like, okay, got it, loud and clear. No, I, I remember talking to you in the kitchen like a week later, and you're like, because I remember that's how it went. You're like, the work meeting sucked, and you're like, I don't know, Greg talked to me about the church. I'm like, really? You're like, what are you thinking? You're like, I don't know. Literally a week later, you, you pull me, you're like, you don't pull me, but we're in the kitchen, and you go, hey, um, so um, I actually think, I'm um, thinking of Nashville. I was like, it's been, I literally remember going, it's been a week. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy how far yeah. like that went, and I think that's really cool. And I I think it throws back kind of, and it's like I said, for me, it's this lingering, it's this idea that doesn't go away that, and I think those are God seeds, those are God driven. Um, Hold on. <coughs> Cut that out, Dave, please. <laughs> Put that at the end, I don't care. Um, But it's these freaking, it's these small ideas that just don't go away and it starts lining up. And if you're earnestly seeking, it's like, hey, God's going to make it happen. Because I also said, man, I don't know how podcasts work. I don't know what equipment you use. I don't know how you host this stuff. I guess I figured it out because here we are. You listen to this. But for me, that's just a podcast. But Tulsa, I knew like whenever I had applied for college and stuff like that. So here's my life and I'll start wrapping it. Whenever I apply to my life, like I just college like did not seem like my route. And maybe I was like too scared, but I was like, dude, I don't actually really want to go to college and that was weird because I dreamt college my whole life until senior year and it was only it was only until like I actually called the school I was like gonna be enrolled in I was like I'm, I'm not doing this did things for Tulsa start lining up did life start moving faster and I got I me mean, where I am and I'm so blessed here in Tulsa but it's also taking those steps I think I think when God starts calling you he's I keep saying it he's looking for obedience and he's looking for that response. Sometimes it is a big action you have to do. For Darian, it's that move to Tulsa. Uh, and for Noah and Grant, it's it's honestly in that moment, it's recognizing. Maybe it's it was an action right then, but God was definitely looking at heart. Um, you know, there's something actually I was thinking about, like, as we kind of like think of like the early part of this episode, like just as we were all talking to something, I guess the Lord was kind of telling me. That, Look at know, that. Yeah, there you go. Um, but talking about like does god speak audibly i'm gonna go ahead and just lean on the side of like if you're ever wondering that like yes he does because i'm gonna tell y'all right now like the number one voice i hear every single day is my wife's is abby Mm, and i'm gonna tell you guys also she speaks like god speaks through her probably more than anyone else now to me and god uses her and i hear her audibly like you guys hear this podcast and our all, like you know our prayer on the front end is like God speaks to you through the podcast somehow some way. All of you guys have heard something like that audibly from people cuz God uses people. So be encouraged like if you're in a season right now of like shoot I can't hear God, I can't hear what's going on. Are you talking to your friends or asking people anything cuz God's always ready to use them, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think anyways. that's a good point. Yeah, God, you know, may not audibly be his voice, but he's used other people and i i can't i can't believe i, I left that out um but hey I, ultimately a lot of it is going to come to the response maybe maybe god has done these little things where he's looking at your obedience um so just look for those small things and then if things are lining up it can be god but when those things don't work out kind of like in noah's story it's like hey maybe reanalyze what you were looking for in life. Is it not lining up with God's word and grant? Cause grant pointed out scripture. Is it not lining up with God's word or is it just not lining up with what you wanted? And that's the issue you're having with God. That's not a guilt thing, but that's like, a, that's a heart check. That's okay. 
maybe it's not that okay god maybe i just really wanted to marry her and i'm kind of upset at you but at the end of the day maybe you didn't say anything and maybe it's just this job i thought was great and lined up but i guess you didn't technically say i had to work here maybe it just sounded really fun and you know and sometimes it'll be really good because i think whenever Um, god really does show up yeah so shows up one thing that I have come to notice is another way, and I know this is a long episode, but another way that God speaks, or I'm not even going to say God speaks this way, but like peace, whenever you think about peace, a lot of people feel like I feel peace about this situation. That means God is in it. Like God is peace. So whenever you feel a calling or feel something that you're supposed to do and there is peace attached to it, that is God. God doesn't provide you with peace. It's not a finite amount of something that he gives you. God literally is peace. So if you feel peace about something that a calling or whatever assignment that's on your life, that is God speaking to you through his own self, which is peace. That's some really good stuff we shared. Um, You know, Clarence probably had a lot to say, but, you know, Clarence just let us down again. He did really let us down this time. <laughs> One last really quick thing. Just really cool fun fact. The timelines of Darian's story and my story were happening right around the same time because we were both thinking about going to Nashville. Darian was actually the one who pulled the trigger and went, though. And then when I moved out, gave him the opportunity <laughs> to start his college or his career at college, make his wife. Darian's a thank. Boom, bop, bada, bang, pop, pop, boom. Praise God for third grade. <laughs> All right, we're yeah, we're moving God on from that. To <laughs> <laughs> Let's start wrapping this up. Just want to throw some announcements out there as we end this. Uh, actually, I'll throw it kind of to Darian, but I think we kind of tease on our social media, and so I kind of put Darian up to try to figure this out. But uh, we've been so people have talked, and we've talked merch. Is, yeah, is merch is on the way. Uh, we got a couple of designs that we're thinking about: um, some T-shirts, maybe some hoodies, uh, some stickers, and. They really want uh, these hoodies, just so you know. Like, it is I'm, cold If there's outside. no hoodies on the initial launch, it's going to be on me. You can yeah, blame me. Yeah, so we, we got some designs in the works. Um, so we really need some money. Um, so when we put them out, you guys need to buy them. Yeah, yep. we have like I, – I think Darian has like a sim- – I, I put them up and we looked at a few. I think we're going to stick to like a simple momentum design and maybe one other shirt. We want to do a momentum and a casually spiritual even though they're both casually spiritual umbrella. Uh, the stickers will be pretty simple. We can just make a lot of those. And it'll probably be one of those like we you don't have to – you don't necessarily have to pre-order and we only have this much. It's like, hey, when you buy it, you buy it. But I do really want to look into upgrading some of our equipment. Just you know, we use pretty janky stuff. It may look decent in person, but really we are not using great stuff. We get by. Um, it also costs money to host this stuff. So, you know, I'm not begging. Yep. And all additional proceeds will go to interracial wait. missionaries in the Nashville metropolitan like, area. Like, wait, like Darian and Kelsey McClendon? <laughs> the feed the children right who are the children me <laughs> his dogs um, but yeah and and if you you know i think a lot of people have asked like how do you support the podcast and you know that'd be one way merch and we always take donations we'll talk about that but I, i'm not gonna beg for your money but just so you know merch is on the way i we'd love your support uh people that do support us i do want to give thanks though uh garrett Bryan, kayla fletcher jordan lynch captain price uh, all roommates and significant others that haven't already been mentioned on the podcast. Uh, thank you. And thank you for everybody that listens to the podcast. I, we do love hearing your stories, So don't ever stop sharing stuff with us. Don't ever stop like telling us how it helped that. Cause that really does help us a lot whenever we get the stories on somebody new listening. So how about this? Can you do us a favor and just share 
uh, your favorite episode, this episode or something else with somebody, like, you know, either tell them what we talked about or just say, hey, send them a link to the episode. We'd appreciate that. You know what, Grant? In fact, tell them why should they listen and leave a review. Well, we got five best friends that have been consistent friends for years now. And there are so many fun stories. Clarence inconsistent, though. Clarence isn't consistent today, though. Not consistent. Okay, but Noah, you missed first, no so you don't get to say that. Oh, nice, Grant. Um, no, <laughs> there's there's great times uh, that we get to reminisce on. It's a fun thing for us. I hope you guys can tell we have fun doing this. Like This is something I look forward to and like would be sad if I actually did miss. Um, there's great stories. There's great spiritual content. Um, I love the way we get to discuss current events. Um, I just feel like it's something. There's something for everybody, and don't it, people are not going to have the opportunity to enjoy that if you don't share it with them. Oh, yep. get them. That's right. Um, so thanks for that, Grant. I, I hope these pitches. Just steal his pitch. Just to, just just go to this part of the episode and and throw the pitch out and uh, just play Grant's pitch and maybe they'll listen or just listen to one of the jokes where we make fun of people. Um, <laughs> other ways to support us other than merch and sharing, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It just look up Casually Spiritual. Everything's gonna be under Casually Spiritual on Twitter. It's this is the CSP. I never update that Twitter, but maybe if more people followed it, I would. Um, share it with somebody and leave us a review on iTunes. That actually helps people randomly find it. If we randomly got reviews, that would be so cool. Um, share the post whenever we post it. I, it sounds really beggy. I'm so sorry, but we are trying to be more active in sharing stuff. I'm going to try to get more content to working with the team of me and one other person for social media. So, but with that, this is a long episode. So maybe Clarence is here to keep a cap on things. So maybe that's why we need him. Unfortunately. He keeps us from but getting too serious. No cap. Because he gets bored and like makes noises and wants to like mess around and we're trying to appease him like a little child. So <laughs> mm, get him, get him. Uh, he has a cat now. What? So, hey, you know, yeah, no cap. I'm going to get, I'm going to end the podcast though. Uh, my name is Alex Singapai. This is Noah. And I'm Grant. And we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Hey, Grant, what's that thing Clarence says? Uh, uh, wait, how do I stop it do again? Do I hit the little red circle? <laughs> and then I tell him to <laughs> shut up. My name's Darian. Wait, I wasn't recording. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs>